Once upon a time. Welcome to a new episode of Discover Oral Teaching. In this episode, I will teach two methods how you can memorize or learn a story. I hope you are convinced that stories are very powerful and worth the effort, even if reading a story has much effect. Telling a story is even better because you can look people in the eye and you draw them even more into the story. Eye contact is vital for having people hanging on your lips. Now, some might think I'm not a storyteller, but actually I doubt that. I'm convinced that humans are made to tell stories. And whenever you meet a friend or colleague, you probably share something from your life. Maybe a movie you watched and you liked it a lot and you tell your friend about it. Or a restaurant you went to and the food was just delicious or maybe very awful and you tell about it. Maybe an accident you witnessed. Well, we all tell stories all the time. So I'm sure that everyone is able to tell a story. I also have good news for some of you who think I can't really memorize stories. Well, in order to tell a story, you don't have to memorize a story word by word. In the contrary, memorizing a story word by word will make you most likely a poor storyteller. Because when you memorize a story, you will always think about words and you think, oh, was that the right word or not? And you will not tell the story, but you will be always occupied with remembering the right word. When we learn a story, we don't learn words, but we learn pictures, events and situations. And that's actually very helpful when you have to tell a story in a foreign language, because You just use the vocabulary you have and you tell the story with the words you know. Maybe in the beginning that's not very much, but it probably will grow by the time. So please don't memorize a story word by word, but learn a storyline. And how you do it, I will tell you in a minute. But one more advice, start small. If you choose a story to learn, choose a short one in the beginning. Often Bible stories between 7 and 15 verses are very good because they have some actions, they have some emotions, a clear beginning and an end. So, I will teach you two methods. One is for visual people, those who like pictures. And the second one is for auditive people who like to learn by hearing. I would advise you to try them both and you probably will find out that one works better for you Sometimes people also combine the two methods and everything is fine as long as it works for you. You will hear a Bible story first, which I will use to explain the first method. The story is only 11 verses long and it's from Luke 5, 1 till 11. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesareth, with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats, left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water, and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, 
we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knee and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the son of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. So this is a story. And with the first method, you will make a cartoon out of that story. So first, you read that story several times so that you really know what is going on. And then you will choose scenes. You will think of different pictures that you will draw to show a scene. And I would advise to not have too many pictures because if you do that, it will be too detailed. So a story like this, I would choose five, maybe four, maybe six pictures, but not seven or eight. It will be too detailed. And if you get afraid and all oh, I can't draw, no problem. No one will see the pictures. They are just for you. Okay? So you think how many pictures, how many cartoon pictures will I make? And then you start drawing it. And you draw very simple. It doesn't need to be a fine art picture. You just draw the way that you know what you do. So for example, the story you just heard, the first picture could be the lake maybe a tree beside it, you have people, crowd, maybe some dots, you know, just the head of a crowd, you have Jesus in the midst of the crowd, and maybe two boats at the shore of the lake, and some fishermen beside it, and the fishermen, again, can be just dots, can be very simple drawing, that would be the first picture. The second picture could be closer up, two boats at the shore, Maybe in one boat you have Jesus and that boat is already a little away from the shore. You have still the fishermen and you see that they're working at their nets. The third one would be the two boats out on the lake and you see that the net is full of fish. Fourth picture could be one boat. You see one person kneeling, that would be Peter, and another person standing looking at him, that would be Jesus. And then the fifth picture, you see again two boats at the shore and Jesus, maybe bigger than the others, just to know that it's Jesus, three others following him, Peter, James and John. And that's it. Five pictures and you drew a short cartoon for the whole story. So with that, you have the storyline. And then you start to color these pictures in. And what I mean with coloring it in, I don't mean that you take color pencils, but that you do that in your mind. That you go through these scenes you have just drawn. That you think, what were the situations at that time? And you can think about your senses. You can think, what was the smell? You know, it was in the morning. The sun just got up. They finished their fishing. Maybe there's some fire smell because of the breakfast maybe there's 
some nice little breeze coming up. So you can think about smell, sounds, what the people see, what they feel, taste. And then you can also think of the different W questions. So who is there? When are they there? Where are they? Why are they where they are? And what do they do? How is their emotion? What is the relationship between the people? Do they like each other? Are they trusting? Are they distrusting? Are people coming? Are others leaving? You think about the scenes and you get the pictures in it. And that's what I mean with coloring it. You imagine the people, the talks, the surroundings, the smell, the sound, the taste, the atmosphere, relationships, emotion, facial expressions, maybe gestures and movements. So it's almost like a movie in your head. And when you have done that, you start telling the story. And in the beginning, you can still look at the pictures. You will tell one picture after the other. And the good thing is that in the beginning, you don't have to worry about the end. You just go from one picture to the other. So you describe the pictures you have drawn and made up in your head. And then you go from one picture to the other. And next time, you tell the story, maybe not looking at the pictures anymore. And then you do it again and again. And you will notice at a certain point of time, you don't need the pictures on your paper any longer because you have the pictures in your head. And you can describe them and you can tell them to others. And I would really recommend that you also tell the stories to others and get feedback. People like that. They do enjoy listening to a story and give you feedback. So that is the first method. The second method is not about drawing pictures. This is about sounds. And with the second method, you take the Bible and you read the story out loud. It's very important that you do it loud. Our brain works differently. By using the mouth and the muscles, you will remember what you said. So you read it out loud. And then you take the Bible away and you tell the story as much as you remember. Maybe you don't remember much, but whatever you remember, you tell again loud. Then you take the Bible up again and you read the story out loud again. And while you're reading, you realize, oh, I forgot this, or maybe I said wrong name here, and oh, I added this. So then you correct yourself already by reading it the second time. Then you put the Bible away again and you tell the story as much as you remember. And you do this maybe four, five, maybe six times, but usually after six times, you know the story, you can tell it. Very important, again, that you don't memorize word by word. That's not the point. So if you say they're afraid or they were frightened or terrified, it's all about the atmosphere. It still covers the content. It's not about the word. So for people who know two languages well, in order to avoid memorizing a text, you could read the Bible out loud in one language and then tell it out loud in a different language. By that, you will not memorize the story word by word, but you will tell it with your own words. Of course, after doing this six times and you know the story, it's just in your short-term memory. In order to have it in your long-term memory, ready to use it whenever you need, you have to repeat the story regularly. 
but it won't be that difficult. It's really a quick method and it's quite accurate. You will be very close to the original text. And that is actually a last aspect I want to think about. The second method stays much closer to the original text. With the first method, you can tell all your nice pictures with all the details and with that you will add to the text. And is that right or wrong? I think that's not the question. Both has advantages and disadvantages. What you have to make sure is that you tell the story according to the Bible and according to your conscience. If you feel you don't do the Bible justice anymore by adding or making things up or maybe even leaving things out, then of course you should not do it. But for me, the real important question is who is your audience? Who will listen to the story? If these people are people who know the Bible, maybe they have a Bible at home and they have the chance to read it and to know the original story later, then I think there is no harm in describing the pictures and making the story more vibrant. But if my listeners are people who don't know anything from the Bible and they don't have any chance or maybe will never buy a Bible because they can't read or write or they don't have the money to buy one or maybe there's no Bible translated in their language yet or it is too dangerous to have one. Whatever the reason, if I am the only source of the Bible, then I stay as close to the original text as possible. But still, I will not memorize it word by word, but use my own words so that I can actually concentrate on telling the story lively. Well, that will be the topic for the next episode, how to tell a story lively. So much for now. Choose a story and try the two methods. Hopefully you see that learning a story is actually much easier than you thought. <laughs>